Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the Sound Kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susan Owensby's cooking. Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 25th of February, the 56th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 309 days left for us all to do something beautiful in 2023. Penguins. Who doesn't love Penguins, dressed in their little tuxedos, walking side to side. They're really too cute. I read this week that the oldest African penguin in captivity turned 43. Her name is E.T., and she lives in the Richmond, Virginia Zoo in the U.S. African penguins are endangered. There are only about 40,000 of them living in the wild where their average lifespan is about 15 to 20 years. E.T.'s keeper says she's in really good shape but does have a bit of arthritis, so they built a step to help her get in and out of her pool. Here's the kicker. African penguins mate for life, and it's the female who chooses the partner. E.T. chose a young one, Einstein, who is only 13 years old. The zoo said they are quite closely bonded. However, E.T. did not share her fish and ice birthday cake with her young mate. And have you read about all the gay penguins? They're getting lots of attention. At the beginning of this month, a male couple in a zoo in Syracuse, New York, fostered an egg. The female had refused it. They took turns sitting on it and are now feeding it and keeping it warm. They wanted a baby so much they'd been sitting on rocks hoping they would hatch. They're not the only same-sex penguins that have become foster parents. Several zoos around the world have reported great success with both female-female and male-male couples fostering eggs. Hey, you know what they say. Love is love. This is the Sound Kitchen, <laughs> where you never know what you'll be served. Michael Fitzpatrick is taking a little break this week, but Erwan is with us behind the glass in front of me. Hey, Erwan. You'll hear his musical choice for us at the end of the show on music from Erwan. And there's also the Listener's Corner still to come, but first... Are you ready? I do hope so. And I hope so, too, because it's time for the quiz. On the 28th of January, I asked you a question about our article, Sierra Leone Passes Gender Law, Reserving 30% of Jobs for Women. The country's president, Julius Madabio, had just signed into law the Gender Equality and Women's Empowerment Act, which will guarantee more equal treatment of women in the workplace and in the government. You were to reread our article and answer these two questions. How many women are currently members of Sierra Leone's parliament? 
and how many women are currently serving in President Bio's 32-member cabinet. The answer is, to quote our article, the country has only 18 women MPs and only four members of Bio's 32-member cabinet are women. Let's see how quickly those numbers change. Go Sierra Leone! In addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question, what is your favorite holiday? You'll hear the answers later in the listener's quarter, so don't touch that dial. The winners of this week's quiz are... Nadira Begum, who's a member of the Shetu RFI Listeners Club in Nalgaon, Bangladesh. Nadira is also the winner of this week's bonus question, What's your favorite holiday? Nadira's favorite holiday is the Bengali New Year, which this year falls on April 14th. Nadira wrote, For obvious reasons, this is the sweetest day for us in Bangladesh. There are special foods, new clothes. It's such a memorable day. It's a whole different kind of excitement. May I live to celebrate many Bengali New Years. May that be granted to you, Nadira, who invited us all to come and share the experience. Now, wouldn't that be fun? Congratulations, Nadira. Also on the list of lucky winners this week are two Sierra Leoneans, but of course. There's Abdullah Saikuba, the president of the RFI Club Freetown in Sierra Leone, and RFI Listeners Club member Yemi Sande John Touré also from Freetown. Great news from your country, my friends. Rounding out the list are RFI Listeners Club member Samir Mukhapadhye from Kolkata, India, and RFI English listener Kumar Sankar Adhikari from Nadia, India. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. Earlier this week, our very own Happy Olia Horton published an article and a video about her reporting trip to the Angoulême International Comics Festival, which is, by the way, the third largest comic book festival in the world. Olya noted in her article, Meet the African Comic Book Heroes Taking the World by Storm, that comic book writers from the African continent were, as she put it, sparse, and that doubles for women from the African continent. However, one of the stars of the festival was Marit Aboué from Côte d'Ivoire, a woman and an African. Olia talked to Abue about her series Aya de Yopugon, which features two young women, Aya and Akisi. Speaking of Aya, Ms. Abue described the character as an activist, saying that Aya, and I quote, wants things to evolve, especially for women. She's fighting for that, not in a nasty way, but in a peaceful way. She's a great ambassador for culture and education, end quote. So is Marguerite Aboué. She created a non-profit organization that has, as Olia notes, established five libraries in Côte d'Ivoire to share the love of reading with kids who do not have easy access to books. And there's your question. 
I want you to reread Olia Horton's article, Meet the African Comic Book Heroes Taking the World by Storm, and answer this question. What is the name of Marguerite Aboué's nonprofit organization in Côte d'Ivoire? Again, reread Olia's article, Meet the African Comic Book Heroes Taking the World by Storm, and send in the answer to this question. What is the name of the nonprofit organization founded by author Marguerite Aboué, which has already established five libraries in Côte d'Ivoire? You'll find Olia's article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. This week's bonus question was suggested by Pritwiraj Perkayasta, the president of the RFI Listeners Club of Jorhat in Assam, India. Pritwiraj's question is, what is your favorite hobby aside from radio listening? And how has that hobby had an impact on your life? Have you learned new life skills from it? Do you become calmer? Or are you more productive because of your hobby? Maybe you've learned to see things more clearly. Or maybe you've learned to not care about a lot of things that really don't matter. Who knows? Well, you do. So write in and let us know. What is your favorite hobby aside from radio listening? And how has that hobby impacted your life? Thanks, bye, for the suggestion. Remember, we're happy to hear your ideas for bonus questions, so send them right on in. For me, next to radio listening and producing, it would be reading. I'll have to give you the same answer any reader will. Books have expanded and deepened my humanity. I've learned different ways of looking at the same questions all of us ask about life, which even if I've not incorporated those differences into my own worldview, it's led me to have a deeper feeling of tolerance for others, gained through understanding and knowledge. I don't think there's anything better than a good book, aside from a good radio show. You have until the 20th of March to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on the 25th of March to hear if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336-3112-9682. That's plus 336-3112-9682. Always include your postal mailing address, and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. It's EPOP time. The EPOP video competition is ready for your videos. The EPOP video competition is sponsored by the RFI department Planet Radio, the department 
whose mission is to give a voice to the voiceless. EPOP focuses on the environment and how climate change has affected ordinary people. You are to create a three-minute video about climate change, the environment, pollution, told by the people it affects. So put on your thinking caps and start filming. You don't need fancy video equipment to enter the competition. Your phone is fine. And you do not need to be a member of the RFI clubs to enter. Everyone is welcome. And by the way, the prizes are incredibly generous. Go to the EPOP page, epop.network en, to read about past competitions, watch past videos, and read the regulations for your entry. You can also write to us at the sound kitchen at rfi.fr and we'll forward your email to Planet Radio. Again, the EPOP information page is at epop.network en. That's epop.network en. The competition closes on the 20th of March, so get to work. We expect to be bombarded with entries from the English speakers. Are you all hard at work on your videos? Boy, I sure do hope so. It's important that RFI sees how involved English service listeners are and how cool if one of you wins. Get to work, my friends. And now, more from and about you. It's time for the Listener's Corner. Today, you'll hear the answers to the bonus question, what is your favorite holiday? For Radha Krishna Pillai, it's the Onam Festival in Kerala State, India. Onam commemorates the mythical King Mahabali, who transformed his kingdom of Kerala into a heavenly paradise. He returns once a year to Kerala at Onam. Radha Krishna wrote, the festival represents joy. It's a 10-day long festival, and although there are celebrations on each of those days, the 10th day is the Tioronam, which most people identify as the day of Onam. People bathe early, dress up, add the final touches to the pukalem, also known as the rangoli, by placing candles and diyas in and around it. The onasaja, a nine-course meal, is served on a big banana leaf. There are various types of vegetable dishes. There's rasam, rice, several types of curries, papadam, chutney, curd. All of this is topped off with a variety of sweet dishes, which always find their way onto every plate. Onam is the biggest and most important festival in Kerala. It's proof of the communal harmony and prosperous agrarian environment that was once enjoyed by the people of my state. Oh my, that sounds like the place to be. For Radha Krishna's countryman Mahesh Jain, it's Republic Day of India. Mahesh wrote, it's the day when we as a nation became a republic and adopted our constitution for a social and secular nation. However, it is sad to see that constitutional ethos is not always fully followed and adhered to by governments and authorities. Nevertheless, this day reminds us that we have wonderful and vibrant documents which run every component of our nation. It also tells us that we must correct whatever is going wrong. 
Our Constitution provides a check and balance system on all our institutions. Mahesh, you have a brother in Yeme Sunday, John Ture. His favorite holiday is also his country's Independence Day. He lives in Sierra Leone. Yane wrote, there are traditional displays from all corners of the country, which show the different ways people contributed to attaining the freedom we enjoy today, taking us out of the colonial era to independent freedom for all of us in peace. Riaz Ahmed Khan is a teacher, so he has three months of summer holiday every year. He wrote that he usually spends it in the north of Pakistan in the mountains where it's cooler. He said he really enjoys swimming with the children and playing football with them during the holidays. Ha! That's a little different than having to check their homework, isn't it? A nice holiday indeed. Malik Ala Bachaya Kokar also loves the summer holidays best because, as he wrote, they're so long. Helmut Matt's favorite holiday is Christmas. He wrote, not only because I always take a long rest from my work, it's also wonderful to see all the lights that fill and warm my heart. I love the taste of Christmas cake and cookies, and it's great to cook nice food. It's a great joy to meet most of my brothers and their families and walk through the snow, visit Christmas markets, drink hot wine, or just be quiet. Hans Erlelolika's favorite holiday is also Christmas. He wrote, I think in Denmark there's only one festival that all people take part in, believers as well as non-believers, and that is Christmas. On December 24th in the morning, the country goes into holiday mode. People are on the way to be with their families by the evening. It's all about families celebrating the birth of Christ. Jahangar Alam and Dewan Rafakal Islam love Eid al-Fitr the best. Eid al-Fitr comes at the end of the holy month of Ramadan, in which observant Muslims fast and are particularly attentive to the Salah, the obligatory prayers that are performed five times a day. On Eid, there are new clothes for everyone and, of course, a mighty feast. But for Kandakar Rafikal Islam, it's the whole of the Ramadan month itself, which he observes, as he wrote, with joy and full happiness. Sultana Begum's favorite holiday comes once a week on Friday, the holy day for Muslims. And the same goes for your fellow monotheist, Sultana, Father Steve Wara, who notes his favorite holiday is Sunday, the holy day for Christians. Father Steve did the math. You both have one more thing to be grateful for. 52 holidays every year. Remember, everyone, this week's bonus question, suggested by Pritrabraj Perkayasta, is what is your favorite hobby, aside from radio listening, and how has that hobby impacted your life? Do you have a bonus question idea? Send it to us at the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks, everyone, for participating. This is the Sound Kitchen and Susan Owensby's cooking. <laughs> 
Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining us in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to our sound engineer, Erwan Rome, for his input and his expertise in putting the show together, and thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about the proposed French retirement system reform. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch and stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's also a musician. He plays the conga drums. This week, Erwan puts the spotlight on the virtuoso Senegalese guitarist, composer, and arranger, Hervé Samb. Hervé Samb is the creator of Jazz Sabar. The Sabar is a traditional drum from Senegal, generally played with one hand and one stick. Samb takes his inspiration from the traditional songs played on the sabar and marries it to contemporary jazz, and the result is enchanting. Erwan chose an excellent example of Hervé Samb's jazz sabar, a rereading of the American jazzman John Coltrane's Giant Steps. Samb revitalizes traditional music from Senegal and American jazz at the same time. And wow, his guitar playing is superb. Enjoy, and thanks, Erwan, for another musical adventure. Talk to you all next week.